This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. G-R-A-C-A. You got ESPN New York tonight after us coming up at 10. Is that the uh, Larry Gordon dynamic duo there, Harvey? That's what we got. Okay, so as expected, we'll hand things off to my pals coming up at 10. And, you know, maybe I, I wasn't specific. I wasn't clear. I posted something earlier today, and people are all, like, freaking out over the fact that I said that this is our last show of the summer in this spot. Well, yeah, there's some truth to that because for the rest of the way, we're just, again, filling slots like we tend to do in the summer. No, nothing's happening. You don't have to be all ominous or doom and gloom. No, it's just, you know, we're going to be moving around. We're going to be doing some mornings, back in the afternoon, you know, some more Don shows, the whole nine yards. So, But this is going to be our last one, barring something crazy happening, at 7 o'clock, our 7 to 10 slot. Until we start anew again, what, right after Labor Day when the summer's over. But we're not rushing that yet. You know, we still want to milk what we can. We still got, what, like three and a half more weeks of the summer? Let's enjoy it. At least in terms of the summer, you know, the pre-Labor Day part, which is what people generally regard as summer. So we got plenty of things to do here. But not to freak out, not going anywhere. Uh, Tomorrow, as a matter of fact, I'll be in for the guys, Barton Hahn, 12 to 3, because they're going to be hanging out with Peter in the afternoon on the K-Show. So tomorrow, you, me, at noon right here on 98.7 ESPN. We'll do plenty of football a little bit later on as both of our teams are out of town right now. Giants wrapped up their second day here of practicing with the Detroit Lions. And by all accounts, it was a lot better performance today from the quarterback, which is encouraging news, than maybe things fared in day number one for Daniel Jones. And then they're going to rest up a little bit tomorrow and then play the game on Friday night at Ford Field. Jets began day one of practicing with the Carolina Panthers. The quarterback kind of lighting into his guys a little bit, making sure that they fine-tune some things and maybe increase their attention to detail on a couple of fronts. So, hey, you got Aaron Rodgers. He's the leader. He's been around the league for a while. You expect him to be one of the more vocal ones when things aren't quite going as crisp as you would like them to. So they'll practice again with the Panthers tomorrow and then take a travel day on Friday to go up to Charlotte and then play the Panthers on Saturday afternoon. You can hear that game, of course, right here on 98.7 ESPN. So we'll do some plenty of football later on here. We'll... Start, though, with the baseball because, look, it's baseball season, right? And, look, Yankees won a game last night. Congratulations. They beat the crummy White Sox. The bats came to life. But they get a win. You know, you pull out one of those Band-Aids from your pocket and you put it over the wound or the cut, whatever you have on your arm, or you scrape your knee. That's what the Yankees did last night in beating the White Sox. But I think whatever type of enthusiasm, even if it is the mild variety that a Yankee fan was feeling after that game last night, you probably – Weren't feeling all that great, though, when you popped open NJ.com earlier today and you saw a report, a good story written by Bob Klappish. And Bob Klappish had a report saying that right now, Brian Cashman is safe. Brian Cashman's job, according to a source, is not even up for discussion in regards to the New York Yankees. Now, let's recap. How did we get here and where are we exactly? For the Yankees, you're four and a half games out of a playoff spot, as you and I are talking right now. Four and a half games. It's not insurmountable, right? But if you watch how this team has played all season, four and a half games feels like a lot. If you watch how this team has played basically for the last 200 games, four and a half games feels like a lot. 
Because the Yankees have been a 500 team for the last, like, 200 games, even if you still have 48 more to play with from now until the end of the season. So right now, if you were a betting man or woman, and I asked you, are the Yankees going to make the playoffs in 2023, what would you tell me right now? I would tell you, good shot of it not happening. There is a strong probability of it not happening. Fangraphs only gives them a 12% chance if you buy into such things, right? So the odds are clearly stacked against the New York Yankees here. So how does that make you feel? Because, look, we've been doing this for a while, right? You, me, we've had our little chats, talked shop, talked about this baseball team for a good number of years. And one thing I know to be an absolute truth when it comes to the Yankees and their fans is how they really and truly feel about the general manager. They're not a big fan of him. You know, you can even use the good old slogan and say that maybe he's overstayed his welcome a little bit, according to a lot of the fan base. So now, and Bob is good at what he does, Clappish, of course, you got to believe this report because, look, we've got a quarter century worth of data to work off of. So if there weren't any other reasons for Brian Cashman and the Yankees to move on from Brian Cashman up until now, what makes you think that the events of 2023 are going to change that in any way, shape, or form? The answer is they won't. Now, the manager is less certain, though. He's only got one year left on his deal. Cashman's still here for a few more seasons anyway. But Boone is a little bit less certain. Okay? It would not be that much of a financial windfall if you're the Yankees and your Hal Steinbrenner if you're going to want to make major changes because look we see that happen all the time whether it's managers execs whoever one year left on the deal sometimes you don't get to keep your job if you don't feel or if they don't feel that you're worthy of it but you know what I'm going to say the same thing that I've been saying for weeks for months for years about the brain trust of the New York Yankees And, yeah, I'm talking about the general manager and the manager. They are a package deal. They are joined at the hip. They are like spaghetti and meatballs, as far as I'm concerned. Peanut butter and jelly. Whatever combo you want to hit, that is Boone and Cashman. Because if you want to move on from the manager, fine. Be my guest. I'm not going to stand in your way. But can you honestly and objectively criticize the job that the manager of the New York Yankees has done this year, given the roster that he's had to work with. Can you? And the fact that you have guys on this team who still have several, plural, several more seasons left on their contract for big money and who essentially have gotten older overnight and aren't worth that type of contract anymore because they're not giving you that type of production. Is that on the manager? Is that all Aaron Boone's fault? Are you going to blame him? That Giancarlo Stanton's a wash player? That DJ LeMayhew hasn't looked like the same guy for about a year now? Josh Donaldson was basically dead on arrival when they traded for him for the Minnesota Twins. Brian, or Did Aaron Boone make that trade with Minnesota? All the problems that Anthony Rizzo was dealing with this year and the disappointing season that he's had, is that the manager's fault? So fine. You want to move on, you want a new voice, you want to change things up a little bit in the clubhouse, be my guest. But you cannot tell me that he is the one that should absorb the sole blame for why this team is likely going to miss out on the playoffs this year. And not just that, not just miss out on the playoffs, barring a dramatic 
upturn in winning some baseball games. Yankees are on pace for their worst season in like 30 years. How many games is this Yankee team going to win right now? they got 59 games, 48 left. Let's just go by the assumption that they're going to finish 500 the rest of the way. Right? Because that's essentially what they've been for a very long time. So 48 games left. You have 24 to what they have right now. That's 83 wins. You're 83 and 79. Is that good? I don't think 83 is going to get you in the playoffs. Not this year. And, you know, and even if you find your way into the playoffs, like, again, what does that prove? If you're a diehard Yankee fan and you've watched every single game this year, or at least the majority of them, does this Yankee team pass the eye test? Do they? Does this look like a playoff team to you? I've said it all year that they don't. So why should things be any different now? Like, what's the criteria when we're talking about the manager and his job security? I want to hear from you at 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. If we're sitting here and making a case as to why the manager should stick around, what do you need to see? Because we already know what the owner has said and how he feels about the situation. And then we dive deeper into the whole Brian Cashman dilemma. Like, what will ultimately be the reason for the New York Yankees to move on and bring in a new general manager and essentially overhaul their entire baseball department? Because they've given him the keys to it for the last several years. Several years. Before you're even in your seat at City Field, the Mets are losing one nothing. Literally. I mean, it was the first, yeah, first pitch of the game. Christopher Morell greets David Peterson unkindly. But this is what you got from the Mets for the rest of the year. Can't be too surprised, really, with anything. <laughs> Can't even stay awake with anything, to be real. But you know what? The manager said some interesting things before the game about one player in particular whose presence was missed this season, talking about Edwin Diaz, and is there a shot that they would bring him back before the year is over if he is proclaimed healthy? We'll let you know what Buck said. We'll also give you some thoughts on that as well. When we come back, though, we'll talk a little Yankees. I want to hear from the Yankee fan. The current regime, the people in charge, have you seen enough evidence, if you're the one calling the shots, to run it back, as the kids like to say, for 2024 and beyond? With you till 10 o'clock, it's a Wednesday night. Dan Gross' show, live in a living color, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking a little Yankees, the power structure, the future of it. 
and how that's going to move forward for the Bronx Bombers. This from uh, the Yankees as of a couple of minutes ago as it pertains to tonight's game. DJ LeMahieu was scratched from tonight's original lineup. So IKF, who was at shortstop, is going to slide over to third base. Oswaldo Cabrera will be in there at shortstop for IKF. No word as to why, but if we find out, we will pass it along. So the Yankees down here, right calf tightness. There you go. That from Meredith Morakovic. Right calf tightness for DJ LeMahieu. For me, it's my thighs today, like the like the quad area. Like I, I had one hell of a workout earlier today, and I, I, I'm paying for it right now. But that you know, you got to put in the work. You know, you got to put in the work. I didn't. I, I'm not scratched from the show tonight. I'm in the lineup. I came to play. Right, Harvey. I answered the call when I had to. I'm here. Look, I mean, you described it in in a way that uh, is simply painful. Simply painful. So uh, what I say is that my my lower extremities are not happening right now. You said another word, but yeah, that definitely not happening. No, that, that that's what I said. I didn't I? You use another word, but that I won't say on air. <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember the word that I said. <laughs> we but just I just thought... talked about this thirty seconds ago too. <laughs> I don't even remember. Hey, I'm on to the next thing already. That's how we roll. You know what I'm saying? You don't Rapid skip leg fire. days essentially. What's that? You don't skip leg days. No, I don't. Well, you know, I I mean, I'm I'm you know I I go out there and I hit that pavement, man. No turning back. So you got to use the legs. What can you do? That's the one thing about leg days that I hate is that no matter how hard you you hit legs, you still got to use your legs afterwards. I, let, me, let me tell you something, all right? And I'm not embellishing here in any way, shape, or form. Walk to the car and all that. I'm not exaggerating. From the time that I've gotten home after this marathon session, Every single time that I've tried to get up, either from the couch, a chair, whatever it was, like it, it is, I, I don't even know if I'm going to make it all the way up. That's how, that's how much these babies are throbbing right now. But it's okay. It's okay. Be better tomorrow, right? I don't I know hope. about that. I don't, I don't know hope. if you'd be that much better tomorrow. <laughs> no, no, it'll be better because we're used to it. It's funny, too, because it's like when I'm stationary, that's where the problems start. But once I'm moving, everything is okay. It's the same thing when I'm out there just, you know, speeding along. Everything is fine, and then it's when I stop that it absolutely just starts, like, killing me. But whatever. It is what it is. We're talking Yanks, though, and Bob Klappish was the one who had the report in on NJ.com. I, I don't ever say, like, in NJ.com, on NJ, because I'm thinking my first inclination is the newspaper, but, you know, nobody reads the newspaper anymore. So on uh, NJ.com is where the article was written there. And he went on TMKS this afternoon, too, and talked about – Aaron Boone and whether or not he is the right fit for this team. He's not done a bad job. And look, he's a great guy. Everyone says it. And it is true. He's a good person and the players like him. There's a healthy atmosphere in that clubhouse. They certainly don't have the problems that the, let's say the White Sox do. And that's it. That's largely due to Boone. He's a good human being. The players that thrive in that because they know that they have a quality person at the top. However, you can be a certain kind of manager with a 100-win team. And Aaron Boone was the perfect manager for a 100-win team because he keeps the harmony. He keeps the peace. He doesn't let the big A goes class with each other. He's the perfect guy, basically, to let a team that good run on autopilot. But you have to be a different manager when your team is winning 85 or 90 games. You have to be a different person. You have to be able to exert pressure on your players and say, this is not good enough. In that respect, Boone is lacking. He just has not emotionally equipped. I don't know what the deficit is, but he has not been the right kind of manager for this, for this particular team in this particular season. The Yankees need more from him, and he hasn't provided it. Here's the other thing about a couple of things, actually, when it comes to number one, right? 
there's some skeptics out there that really are going to question just how much autonomy and authority that he actually has on a day-in, day-out basis. You know, how much say does he have in the lineup card? How much say does he have in some of the moves that he's making, whether it's taking this pitcher out, this You know, this is all part of the analytical philosophy, which is heavily, heavily brought from upstairs and Brian Cashman's baseball department. You know, the old saying and the old joke, the old criticism of the analytics is that, you know, they got the whole game mapped out for the manager before it even the first pitch is thrown. And so it doesn't matter if a guy is rolling or not. It doesn't matter if he's got, you know, a no-hitter through six innings, seven innings. We got to get him the hell out of the game. Because God forbid, for example, that he has to face a lineup third time through the order. Then the whole game is going to blow up in their face. And then we're going to bring in this reliever from the bullpen because he matches well with, you know, XYZ in the opposing lineup. And they have this all figured out. You know, instead of managing with your gut, managing with a little bit of feel. And that's what you have to do. You absolutely must. And the other thing about Boone is this. Look, and, and I've said this since day one, and I think it's fair. And I like Aaron Boone personally. I don't know how many times I could say that. I like him personally. But Brian Cashman decided after 2017, when the Yankees lost in game seven to the Houston Astros in the American League Championship Series, game seven, with a team that wasn't supposed to go to the American League Championship Series, right? 2017 was a surprise, the fact that they made it that far. The fact that Aaron Judge was an MVP runner-up. Remember, the year before when Aaron Judge, he came up late in the season, and what did he do? He struck out 50% of his uh, at-bats. So 2017 was a shock. Remember, Yankees entered 2017 having missed the playoffs three out of the previous four years. And what happened? They overachieved. Girardi did a hell of a job with that club. And they decided, you know what? I think we need to go in another direction. And they brought in Aaron Boone. Okay. It's a results-oriented business. So this is one, two, three, his sixth season at the helm. Have the Yankees been a game away from the World Series in the six years that Aaron Boone has been the manager? And I'm going to throw this year in, too, because you know and I know they're not going to get to within a game of the World Series again this year. So that'll be six years that they have yet to equal the performance of the guy that Aaron Boone replaced. Is that fair? The other thing, too, is, look, it's like a common loser's lament from the Yankee fan about Hal is not George. If George was still here, George was still alive, none of this would be happening. George is rolling over in his grave, blah, 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 blah. Well, Bob Clappish told the K-Show today, you know what? Breaking news, Hal's not George. Ever since Hal took over for his father and his brother, his deceased brother Hank, he's been a reluctant owner. He just doesn't like the spotlight. He does not like making tough decisions. He's a very shy guy. He's the antithesis of his father. And he was dragged and pulled and came in kicking, screaming to run the Yankees. If he'd had his choice, he would have never gotten involved. So he is the owner. He accepts the responsibility of the Steinbrenner name, but he's in every way possible not George Steinbrenner. That includes firing people. He just doesn't like to do it. He's trusted the organization to Brian Cashman for many, many years. It's now Brian's team. It used to be George's team. It used to be George's philosophy. It's now Brian's. And Hal has just basically allowed that to happen. And the return on the investment has been a winning year every year since Brian took over in 98. That's been the agreement since up to this point, and it's not going to change. I don't know how you feel about that as a Yankee fan, and I'm not one, 
But that would give me pause a little bit. You know, that would give me the jitters. Because if you're telling me that the guy who signs the checks and who has ultimate authority in the organization is reluctant to make moves and to maybe hit the reset button when things get a little bit stale because he wants to stay out of the spotlight? Really? He wants to stay out of this. He wants to be a recluse. Like, I don't understand. And so that's the rationale for not making changes when maybe changes are warranted. Like, think about how insane a premise that is. And I'm not sitting here saying that Bob is wrong. I trust Bob. You know, because Hal Steinbrenner, when he last did his media tour and he went on with the K show and everything a couple of months ago, what did he say about Aaron Boone? He said, he's got the respect of the players. Aaron Boone has the respect of the clubhouse, and if that would suddenly disappear, well, then maybe we have to address doing things a different way. You're on pace for your worst season in three decades. Is that justification for that? You tell me. And I'm not sitting here advocating for somebody to get fired. Like I said, if you're getting rid of one, you better get rid of them both because they're a package deal. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. And lastly, Bob was asked if Boone will still be the manager if things don't improve. That's the way I was told, and I, I, I believe it. I think that Boone will be gone if the Yankees finish last or next to last. I don't even think not, not making it to the playoffs would be a damning indictment against them. I think if the Yankees played well and they finished a the game out, you know, it came down to the last game of the season, if they were competitive all the way through, I think even that would be forgiven by Hal Steinberg. But finishing last, uh, absolutely not. And I think there'd be, there'd be a price to pay also on Cashman's part. It won't be with his job. I mean, he's, he's got a contract through 2026. He's not getting fired. That was made very clear to me. However, if the Yankees finished last, I think Hal Steinberg would go to Cashman and say, look, the way you're operating isn't working anymore. Whatever you do, it's time to change. Your analytics, your love of analytics is not returning anything on investment. We're finishing last and something is wrong here. It's up to you to find a new method to find to win games and evaluate talent. I could see that happening. It's stale. Okay, that's the word that I keep coming back to. It's stale. Going all in on these aging players who aren't giving you anything near the production that you're paying them for. And you still got them around for another two, three, sometimes four more years with a few of these cases. You think that's easily replaceable? Do you think that that's easy to change? Is all of a sudden a Yankee team, which is mindful of the luxury tax, despite the fact they have the second highest payroll in baseball, but do you really think that the Yankees would ever go Steve Cohen and pare down a bunch of these contracts just to dump them off of some other team if, in fact, that you could find a team that would actually want some of these players? Don't see it. I do not see it. 800-919-3776. Your calls when we return. Talking Yanks. Grasso Show, 98.7 ESPN. My lower extremities are not happening right now. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Talking a little Yankees. What does the rest of the season have in store? And then the offseason, if things don't finish up the way the organization intended. There is a baseball game, though, that they are going to play tonight. That comes up at the top of the hour, of course, the rubber match against the Chicago White Sox. And it's going to be Ian Hamilton, who is going to be the opener tonight for Luis Severino. You got a rested bullpen. You got the day off tomorrow. We knew after the last disaster back on Friday, that this couldn't continue with Severino. He's been non-competitive. You can't just keep trotting him out there every five days. So you know what? The Yankees are throwing a bunch of things against the wall, seeing what's going to stick, and they came up with the opener idea. They're not exactly swamped with options at this point, right? You got to do something because not having Domingo Herman, not having um, Carlos Rodon, that's the only reason that Severino is still getting the ball tonight. Otherwise, he's probably out of this rotation to be done with. So... The guy's got an ERA almost at 14 in the first inning of games. So if now you're going to bring him in potentially as a bulk guy and he doesn't have to face the first inning, maybe that's the logic there because I'm still questioning, well, what happens if he enters, let's just say, tonight in the third inning? It's going to be his first inning, even though the scoreboard says it's the third inning. So is the results going to be any different just because it's not the first inning of the game? Because to him, it still might be the first inning because that is his first pitches that he's going to be throwing. I don't know. But you got to, got to do a better job. You got to give this team a chance. That's the bottom line if you're Severino. You got to give him a freaking chance. And that's something that he has not done enough of here in the second half of the season. All right, let's get your phone calls here. Talking about the Yanks, Cashman, whole nine yards. Ray in Brooklyn going to start us off here on 98.7. ESPN. Ray, how are you? Hey, Dan, I'm good. How are you, man? What's up, Ray? How's things? <laughs> hey, listen, I hate to get uh, things kick-started by disagreeing with you, but I'm going to give a couple reasons why. And we've spoken in the past. We've had good back and forth and stuff like that. But um, So basically, the thing, the stat that you're throwing out is that the Yankees in the last 200 games, you know, they're around 500. Why should we expect different? If you recall, Dan, and you're referring to, like, 2017 and stuff, so I know you recall 2020 when the Yankees were like 30 and 28. And, and then the next year, 2021, we started off 41 and 41. And everybody was bringing out the sample size. Oh, you've got 150 games or 130 games. They're 500. Remember, 
you got to put stuff in its proper context. Like, Judge missed most of that, tw- that short in 2020 season. This has nothing um, to do with 2020, Ray. Ray, do some math. It's not like I'm sitting here asking you to give me, like, on. the square root. 34-19. The... Ray, Man, 34-19 Ray, Ray, is some Ray, good math. That's what they were before. Ray, listen hurt. to me. Ray, 200 games. 200 games only takes us back to last year. That was 2022. 2020 has nothing to do with it. This is essentially after the Yankees came out like gangbusters in the middle of the season of last year, tacked on to this season, they are a 500 baseball team. 200 games is a big sample size. Okay, Dan, but you're forgetting that 34-19 was this season before Judge got hurt. That was their record with Judge. I mean, you and I both know – and, you know, it sucks that one man makes a team in baseball because it's not supposed to be that way. However, it is the case with the Yankees, and that dates back to, to ever since Judge got here in 2017, which is why they made such a great uh, big jump from the expectations. When judges on the field, the Yankees are a different team. That's just whether it's sad or not, it's the truth. And they were 34-19 this season. Nobody could dispute that. That's the math. So when we bring up statistics, if, if the Yankees go on some kind of run near that, because, you know, Judge looks like he's coming around right. a little bit here the last couple of days. They may sneak into the third playoff spot. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, first or second playoff spot, but if they sneak in, if they sneak in, they can mess around and make another LCS. No, you know, no, 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 um, no. Like they, but, but, like but, Ray, but, Ray, is that good enough, though? Yeah, let, let me ask you a question. I'll ask you this, okay? Let, let's, mm-hmm. say, let's say you're Brian Cashman. Okay, and I'm Hal Steinbrenner. If I'm the one running the show and I'm the one that gave you the authority to run up the second highest payroll in the entire sport, why is it that when one guy is not in the lineup, this entire baseball team falls to mud? Why is that? We got the second highest payroll in baseball. We should still have plenty of other good players on this team that should be able to pick up the slack, no? Yeah, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not arguing, Dan. I'm never going to argue that this is a great roster. It's not. I just admitted to you it's not. But, it is, you know, the Yankees do have, like, I don't know, 630, 650 winning percentage, um, you know, with Judge in the lineup this year and dating back to 2017. That's the facts. And it, it's flawed. But, I mean, they like you said, they got into within, one, you know, one inning of the World Series with Judge. They got into the LCS a few times. This, this, you know, it's not. It's not inconceivable that this team may mess around and win a championship in the next couple of years. It's not good enough to just make the playoffs. I agree, but like to bury them and say that they're this, you know, that they suck this bad, it's a, it's a little bit of an overstatement. You know what I'm saying? Because like they they keep making the LCS. One of these years they will break break through, and I'm not. And I hate that Brian Cashman, the Yankees GM, you know, lives on that concept because that's not good enough for me. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I don't think there's much of a limb. Judge will get one or two titles in, in his career in these next 10 years or over the length of his contract. So, you know, I'm disappointed now, but it's not like, a, you know, it's not something like where we're the Kansas City Royals or even the New York Mets this year and, and previous. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I, Ray, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, Ray, and look, I thank you for the phone call. You, you, made, you make some okay points there, but, but again – all right. It, I, I, I'm just not seeing the light here. Maybe it's just me. Right. And, and I don't know. Maybe you feel differently as a Yankee fan. Yeah, the Yankees were in the ALCS last year, but they got swept. I mean, they weren't even close to the Houston Astros last year. Not even close. And how many times over the last decade have the Yankees gone toe to toe in the playoffs with the Houston Astros and come up short? How? 
And you're going to tell me 2017 again, okay, that the Astros cheated, blah, blah, blah. The Yankees scored how many runs in those games in Houston? In the four games in Houston in that series, they scored three runs. Three runs. And what does that have to do with cheating? How are the Astros cheating to, to have the Yankee offense reduced to three runs in those four games? You know, it's just this mindset of this championship. Like, Guys, it's been almost 15 years since the Yankees found themselves in the World Series. You know, you had Aaron Boone losing to the Boston Red Sox in 2018 or whatever year it was when they lost to the Boston Red Sox. You know, sit up there at the podium when, when clearly, clearly they weren't on the same footing. Or no, maybe it was even 2020, whatever year it was. Right, the wild card game in 2021, even to Boston, when 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 Garrett Cole got shelled. Yeah, Aaron Boone sit there telling everybody after the game, you know what? The rest of the league is caught up to us. They've caught up to us. Caught up to you how? Caught up to you how? You haven't won since 2009. Ray brought up the Kansas City Royals. The Royals have been to two World Series, won one of them since the Yankees were last in the Fall Classic. So what is this like the rest of the league is caught up to us? That's the mentality that has to change here. You're not championship or bust because you know what? It's been bust then for the last decade and a half. And does something need to change to be able to alter that? Jose in Brooklyn up next here on 98.7. Hello, Jose. How are you? Good afternoon, Mr. Garza. Shout out to the company. And yeah, <laughs> I, I think I softened you up a little too much, man, because you're way, you were way too nice. A couple of good points, bro. <laughs> that was a bunch of just uh, nothing but eternal rage of optimism. Well, I, I mean, look, I love Ray, but you know, I wanted to see him make his point. <laughs> I, I, I let him make his point. But guys, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know what universe you all live in. But if you're giving exactly. me 200 games of a sample size, it's not 20, it's not 50, it's not 100, it's 200 games. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. So, to my point, like, I, I, I'm not going to be disappointed with the news. You know, I'm not the biggest Aaron Boone fan. People, you know, with, um, within the company, shout out to the company, call me the Aaron Boone hater. And I, and I, I will gladly wear that badge. I do not think that he was qualified to be a manager in my in, in my view and when you fired Joe Girardi who got you a game away from the World Series with that young team and the only player that really had an issue with him was Gary Sanchez because Aaron Judge loved him so I don't know where you know why you know uh, you know they just thought that they needed to go for Aaron Boone because he was so going to be so much better in unlocking these young talents so here's uh, so you know uh, and you've already stated and beaten to the ground because I was gonna bring up year by year of the playoffs of where we had these hundred game seasons and we kept having these disappointments and and lo and losing throughout the playoffs. So I'm not gonna you know belabor that point. That would be beating the dead horse, as you said earlier. But um, I do have a little bit of a disagreement when people say that it's a package deal. I understand that it, 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 it's kind of like a football terminology with the GM and the, you know, coach going going at the same time. I just think that with the fact that there is a three there is three years left on Brian Cashman's deal, and 
since the fact that Brian Cashman does have some type of proven track record, even though it was a very long time ago, and I do agree he's been horrendous this year, and I do think that there does need to be a change. It, it I, I just don't see the, I just don't see the uproar of you know needing to burn the whole thing down yet. And if guess what, if we get another analytic manager that just follows Brian Cashman's thing. This is going to fall flat on its face, and it's not going to be good, and Brian Cashman will be gone within the next two years. I mean, look, that's one way of looking at it, Jose. And and look, and thanks for the phone call. And I'm not sitting here saying, right, because we've seen examples to the contrary. You don't have to, let's say, change both and burn this thing to the ground, even though that's like the slogan. You don't have to literally do that. You could bring in a new general manager. You could bring in a new manager next year, for example, and you could still have a winning team. Hell, you could still have a playoff team because they can't get rid of 25 guys in one offseason. And some of these players, let's face it, are, are not movable right now. Who wants them? Because of their age, their lack of production, the money that they still have coming to them. So that's not realistic. But the problem with the Yankees more than anything else, and this is why I still side with the manager to a certain extent, $280 million. Is that money well spent? This roster construction is poor. And you could sit here and, like, you know, Ray could tell me all about Aaron Judge missing all this time and blah, 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 blah. I mean, you make it seem as if there's not other teams in baseball that are dealing with injuries and missing key guys due to injuries and, and, and somehow still not finding ways to win games. How many starting pitchers have the Dodgers had on the shelf this year? And they're still finding ways to win. The Tampa Bay Rays are about to send their third starting pitcher this season to Tommy John surgery. Their third guy. And the best of the bunch probably in Shane McClanahan. And the Rays are still finding ways to win games. And they're doing it at a fraction of the cost that the Yankees have constructed their roster with. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. More of your calls. We'll get it to the football in the next hour. Grass is show till 10, 98.7 ESPN. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> Say hi to Bobby in Long Island, up next here on 98.7. What's up, Bobby? How are you? Hi, Dan. Uh you know, last year, uh, the genius uh, managers said two years ago that they asked him if he has anything to work on as, his man- as a manager. He said nothing. Let me tell you what he has to work on. Okay, last year in the playoffs, he blew three games. Game four, LDS, game one and three, ACLS. I put in B-level relievers in Schmidt and Trevino instead of the top three relievers, Lorezka, Peralta, and Holmes. Mm-hmm. He, that one is bad enough. Two is probably a, may have been a fireable offense. Two and three uh, mistakes are definitely a fireable offense. So I don't know how this guy still, especially after the year before, but he didn't get out of the wild card game. I don't know how this guy still has a job. This guy is well, so arrogant. You know, to say that he has nothing to improve on as a manager, it just shows, like you said, the mentality of this team. Well, it's a couple of things here. Unfortunately, and Bobby, thank you for the phone call. Here's the one part of this whole thing. All right? The Yankees are comfortable with him being in the manager's office. That's the bottom line. You know? That, 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 at the end of the day, Brian Cashman and company hired Aaron Boone because he's somebody who is going to go ahead and follow the front office's desires and wishes when it comes to the analytics and the data and to implore that type of managerial style when it comes to the in-game decision-making. It's relying heavily on the numbers. So you could sit here and say that he blew this game, blew this game. You know what? That's what the data tells him to do. And look, I would like to see Aaron Boone get a shot at managing a team where you're not going to be so heavily relying on analytics, where you're not going to have a front office that is completely just overbearing you on every single thing that you do. Let the guy actually manage you know, give him a longer leash. Let him run his own team. And he'll look, he'll get another shot. If he wants it, whenever this whole Yankee experiment is over, Aaron Boone's going to manage again if he desires to someplace else. But I can't put this whole thing on him. This is a poorly constructed roster. And the injury argument only carries so much weight. Because if you look around Major League Baseball, there are other teams that have injuries that are even more serious than the Yankees, and that's not preventing them from winning baseball games. You know, look at the construction of the roster. How many, you know, the reliance on these right-handed hitters. You play in Yankee Stadium where you got a short left hand, a short right field porch. How about get some lefty bats in there? Remember a couple of years ago, there was literally no lefties in this lineup. None. And they went out there and they traded for Joey Gallo. They traded for Anthony Rizzo just to give him a little bit of pop. And then, lo and behold, the Yankees started playing better baseball and they found their way into the playoffs. Genius, isn't it? We all could figure that out before the season started, but the guy who was putting the roster together decided, nah, you know what, we don't need any lefties. The old saying, you know, hey, craft your team, build your team to where you play your games. Use the ballpark to your advantage. Frank and New Rochelle up next here on 98.7 ESPN. What's up, Frank? How are you? Hey, what's up? What's up? Good. You know, I, I was going to go with the injury thing, but you talked me out of it, which I get. There's been enough injuries, but everybody has injuries. So then, then the focus needs to go on. Stanton's been horrendous. LeMay has been horrendous. These guys have played. They haven't been hurt for the most part. 
Uh, and I don't think anyone saw that coming. I mean, I was going to say Rizzo as part of that, but you know, now Rizzo with the con- whatever the concussion, what he's had, wasn't diagnosed or whatever it might be. So I, I, the bullpen's been okay, but if Stan and Lemayu and I used to say Rizzo just had average years when Judge was out, just average. They've all mm-hmm. been below average. Now Rizzo has the excuse, not excuse, just the fact. I. I Stanton's been horrendous. I mean, Volpe has almost as many homers as Stanton. Uh, Torres has more homers. I don't care if Stanton bats 210. If he has 30 homers, you know, Alonzo has close to 35 homers, and he's batting whatever he's batting. I live with that. That's what Stanton used to do. So, I mean, if we're not going to say the excuses, the injuries with Rodon and, you know, the whole list is there, Severino, Jaman's personal problems, Judge's injury. Okay, I, I, I agree with you 1,000%. Other teams have injuries. We have a high payroll. Uh, we, if Donaldson wasn't injured, he'd be playing third every day, and he can't hit anymore. Right. Uh, this has been a well, not a well-constructed team. We don't have a catcher. Trevino had a good year last year, a decent year, but not this year. Injury. No left fielder. You know, no left fielder, no third baseman, no catcher. Um, it's badly constructed team, and that's why I don't blame Boone. I blame Cashman more than I blame Boone. But I guess if one's going to go, I, I I think they both should go. A time's up. Cashman's been around a long time. Nobody in this town lasts 25, 27 years as a GM of a team. Nobody. You can't name another GM well, that, has the, done, the only, that hasn't won, like you said, in 15 years. Well, Frank, I the mean, only it's, it's the only exception to that, and I thank you for the phone call. I appreciate you checking in. You know, you can make the comparison like with Lou Lamorello, all right, when he was with the Devils. He was here for pretty much, if I'm doing the quick math in my head, I mean, close to 25 years, probably even more. But Lou Lamorello even had more on his plate. He ran that entire organization. He was the president. He was the GM. He was the – he ran everything. There was not one single thing that happened in that organization that didn't run by Lou's desk and get Lou's approval first. Not a one. You know, they won those three cups. Last one that they won was in 2003. Then they went to the finals again in 2012, which kind of came out of nowhere, but still, it was a trip to the finals, right? And then, you know, the losing kind of took over a little bit. Once some of those Hall of Famers all retired and moved on, and then Brodeur was the last one, and then new ownership came in, and they said, well, you know what? It's time for a change. You know, you're great. You're a Hall of Famer, but let's get some new people in. And they're entitled to that. You know, that's why if you're telling me right now that next year the Yankees are going to run it back, fine. Fine. I mean, we could sit here and, and, and debate the value in that and how much of a contender the Yankees should be viewed again last year with what's going to be almost a similar type of roster. But if you want to run it back, that's your prerogative. I just think that if you're going to make a change, though, you might as well start fresh with both of them. New GM, new manager. Because I don't feel that it is right to blame the manager for a roster that is so poorly constructed. $280 million, where is your depth? Instead, you got an old team, a slow team, an injury-prone team. Look, I'm not even going to sit here, and, and, and the easiest thing to do right now, okay, if we're sitting here doing the pros and cons and trying to come up with all of these excuses as to why the Yankees should go get a new GM, I haven't even given you the easiest one for 2023 because I don't think that it's fair. And that's what Carlos Rodon. The Carlos Rodon contract, at least so far in year one, has been an absolute disaster. And this is a guy who once upon a time was injury prone. 
And that really defined the beginning of his professional career. Nothing but injuries. He was drafted third overall once upon a time. And then he couldn't stay healthy. And then only really the last couple of years was he able to right himself. And that got him the huge contract when he went to free agency. I can't kill the general manager for that one. And you just hope and pray that it's going to revert itself to where he is going to be a co-ace for this rotation with Garrett Cole. If not, I don't see a path to how the Yankees are becoming a championship team anytime soon, among other things. All right, good first hour. We come back. We'll switch gears, do a little football here. Giants are in Detroit taking on the Lions this weekend. They had a couple of practices. You hear from them, and I want to pick the brain of the Giant fan as we get ready for a 2023 season. Grasser Show till 10, right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasser Show on 98.7 ESPN. <laughs> 